Because once a person realizes, once a person realizes that, that his life belongs to him, and that it's my responsibility to take care of myself, as the Mishnah says, that the responsibility of a person to take care of himself and to empower himself and to strengthen himself is ultimately, ultimately belongs to him. Obviously Hashem uh, gave us a certain amount of time in this world that we don't know how much time we have. But Hashem gave us a certain amount of time from, from the beginning of time, from our, our birth until our last moment in this life. Hashem gave us the gift of life. And He gave us the most precious gift uh, that a person can have, and that is life. The gift of life. The gift to choose, the gift to make decisions of what type of life you want to live. And not only that, the power of Bechira is so powerful that you can even choose to go against Hashem. That's incredible. A person can even choose to do wrong. A person can choose to do bad. That's how powerful our choice is. Our decision, Bechira, which is really what Adam is. Adam is really the ability to choose. To be alive means you could choose to change your life. You could choose to change, to live differently, to think differently, whatever it might be. And that is so, so powerful. So as we've been talking about codependence, which is really sort of, um, can, can get a person down when a person realizes how, how, uh, um, how codependent he might be, right? And how uh, broken a person might be, or how much a person needs uh, so many people and, and is so needy, right? On one hand, a person could feel so needy, but on the other hand, the, 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 it's like the, uh, the tzaddikim say, lahavdal, like in one pocket, you have to have bishvili nivra oilam, and the other pocket, you say, right? That you, uh, on one hand, you're, the world was created for you, on the other hand, you're, a, you're a dust in the wind. Very confusing, but it's not confusing, Avigdor. It's not confusing. You have to hold up. It's like co- right. So I'm saying the codependency, codependence, and and the ability to really create the life that you want are are two sides of the same coin. Because when a person realizes that he's so needy, when a person realizes that 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 he needs so much love, and a person realizes that I need so much. So then on the other side of the coin is, okay, so now I can choose and create that life and that path that I want. Now, if you're 80 years old, it might be much harder to sober up to that, to that reality and be like, okay, well, I spent my whole life and I didn't do anything with my life. But when you're younger, especially you guys, when you're younger, you're 18 years old, you're 19 years old, you're 20 years old, even if you're 30 years old, whatever age you are, even I guess if you're 80 years old. But, but, but uh, right, Rabbi Lazarus isn't here. Usually Rabbi Lazarus joins, right? So that's inspiring. Rabbi Lazarus, right, is, uh, is a pretty uh, older man and he'll come to Shir. Rabbi Alexander sometimes comes, right? So when you're older... 
and you're a certain age and you're still working on yourself. So al-achas kama v'kama. Could you imagine when you're 18 years old, when you're 19 years old, you're 20 years old. And know what that does? That, that erases any way for a person to have self-pity or for a person to feel down because, okay, let's, let's begin. So begin the life that you want to live. So good, you didn't get the love that you wanted to get. Okay, so your father didn't give you what, you what you thought you were supposed to get. So your mother didn't give you what you thought you were supposed to get. So the environment that you grew up with did not give you the love that you needed, let's say. Let, let, let's say that that's true, right? And to some extent, everybody suffers from that to some extent. And nobody, nobody has the perfect childhood, and no one will create the perfect childhood for your children. That, that's, that's just not the way life works. We all make mistakes. We all have deficiencies. And deficiencies create more deficiencies. So, so nothing's perfect. Nobody's perfect. But what is it? The question you want to ask yourself is, okay, from here on, what do I do? How do I then create the life that I want to create? So yes, yes, yes. I didn't get the love that I wanted to get. Yes, I didn't have the opportunity that I thought that I was going to have. Okay, but now, right now, what could I do from today on? And how could I make a change in my life? Yes, Yaakov. Uh, you're telling us about, like, you're, you're unable to conquer the world. What happens when uh, Okay, so so that okay, good. That's where you have to learn yourself. That's where you have to learn yourself. You have to learn and understand yourself. That what are my what's my why am I lethargic? Why am I lazy? How can I work on my laziness? How can I be realistic? You said a a very strong uh, word uh, or a sentence of conquering the world. That's a very strong expectation. I want to try and conquer myself. I want to try and rule over myself. I want to be the change that I want to see in the world. So you, you want to take your expectations and you want to have very realistic expectations. And you have to have a plan. You have to have a game plan. You could say, I want to conquer the world. But you don't conquer the world by, by conquering the world. You conquer the world by uh, starting with, with one piece of land. You conquer that and then you move forward to another piece of land and then another piece of land until you eventually conquer the world. But it doesn't happen overnight. You don't become, a person decides, I want to become a Talmud Chacham. It doesn't happen overnight that you become a Talmud Chacham. You learn one, one Mishnah and then another Mishnah. A person wants to be happy. It doesn't happen overnight that you become happy. You, you learn about happiness. You learn and you take one step. So, so in a certain way, you want to be realistic with your, with your, you know, I always differentiate between goals and dreams. And I say you have to be a dreamer. You have to be a dreamer. You don't have to be anything, but I'm saying you want to be a dreamer. You want to be a dreamer. You want to be someone who can dream of the life that you want to have a good marriage. You want to be a erlicha person. You want to have good midos. You want to have erlicha children. You want to be you yourself. Want to be someone who is a talmachacham, a tzaddik. Uh, you want to have money, you could put that in the mix. You want to be a very wealthy financially person, put it all in the mix. Those are dreams. Dream the dream. Great. Now, what's your goal? How am I going to get there? What's your plan? How long am I going to get there? How long is it going to take me to get there? Because, because goals and dreams without plans 
are, are just, you know, wishful thinking. Oh, I want to be a millionaire. Shkoyach. Welcome to, uh, to, to the, you know, Shkoyach. I want to have a good marriage. Shkoyach. You want to have a good marriage. You want to be a Tamil Chacham. Shkoyach. You want to be a Tamil Chacham. You want to be an Erel Chiyid. Shkoyach. You want to be an Erel Chiyid. You want to be this. Okay, great. Shkoyach. Welcome to, to what? So what? I want everything. What are you going to do about it? Are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to make goals? Are you willing to set out a plan to get there? And that really, in a certain way, separates. And Yaakov, I like what you're saying, because you need to hold both. You need to hold both. You need to say, I have that confidence. You have to figure out how to have the confidence. Why don't I have the confidence? What is stopping me from doing the things that I want to do? Yeah? You can't be worried about the laziness and the bad days and the emotions. You can't be worried about that. You gotta move into that. You gotta go into that. You gotta really conquer that as well. And that takes time. You agree, Morty? Yeah, what do you mean by you can't with the emotions? I feel like it's good to feel. What? You said you have to just. Right, I mean giving in to your negative emotions. Giving in to your negative emotions. So you're sad, okay? Figure out why you're sad. You gotta, you gotta work it through. You can't just expect yourself to turn on a dime. And it takes time. It takes a lot of time and patience. Time and patience and more time and patience and more time and patience. Yeah, Rabbi Simmons, what do you have to say? A lot. I had a question from the other day. That yeah. The Rosh Yiva said that, uh, you know, if somebody's, somebody's annoying you, like the roommate's scenario, right. and you say to them, it's bothering you, say to them very calmly, it's bothering me, and Explain it to him, and then what, 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 what happens when his response is, ah, you're, you're, you know, right. you're full of it, you're, you know, right. you care, and it's like you come to him, make yourself vulnerable, right. and that's tough. and it just, like, backfires. Yeah. Right, back. So first of all, guys, I just want you to know, this, Rabbi Simmons is an example of an inspiration. Rabbi Simmons is an author. He's a, a person who is, uh, who's written a few books, right? Not just... Uh, He's written a lot of uh, material and he's a smart man. What's he doing sitting in the shear, right? So that's to me a testimony of, of life, of growth. And he's not 18 years old. He might look like he's 18 years old, but he's not 18 years old. You know, he's a little bit older than that. And, and to sit in the shear and to, to participate and ask a question to me is very inspiring. So I just want to, yeah. Thank you. It's, it's very good. So, and, and, so, and to answer a little bit of, of Rabbi Simmons' question, which is a great question. Um, and that question is, so what do you do, now you're shifting the direction a little bit, it's okay. What do you do when you are vulnerable to someone and you do open up to somebody and you say you express your feelings and you get, you get uh, punched in the face for it, so to speak, and you get, and you, uh, your vulnerability turns into... Uh, see, I knew this was going to happen, uh, you know, by me being vulnerable, and I knew the person wouldn't understand me, etc. Um, yeah, so for sure, you, you don't want to go back to that person uh, so quickly. Um, you you, you want to um, sort of um, backtrack a little bit within yourself and sort of get yourself together and realize that that's going to happen. And that's part of hanging around and, and, and finding healthier people. 
if, you're, if the people you're hanging around with are not able to em- empathize and have empathy and they're not able to validate things that you're saying and they're not able to really listen without fixing or without being defensive, then, then, then you gotta choose somebody else to be hanging around. And if you keep on finding that that's happening, then you really need to question yourself, you know, why am I not able to find uh, the right people and why do I keep on you know, running into that? Now, it is a problem if your spouse is like that, um, you know, and your relationship with your spouse is like that, but that's why I'm teaching you guys this now so that you won't um, begin. I spoke to someone recently from Yeshiva who's dating a girl, Mitzvah um, should go well, and he was all excited to tell me about it. It's, it is going well. Um, and he was all telling me about it. And he says, oh, Rebbe, I mean, he's been here for a little bit. He's like, Rebbe, don't worry. She loves, she listens to the shiurim, um, and she uh, learns purity of speech, and she knows all the things that we talk about to have a good, healthy relationship. So I'm like, good, I'm happy to hear that. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and because, that, because that's what you want. So what Rabbi Simmons is saying is key. Don't, don't, don't not open up to people because you've been hurt by other people. Because you're gonna, you will get hurt again. Meaning, let me, let me explain what I mean by that. You will get hurt again in life. Life is not a, a the, the game of life is not, life is not a forum where you're not going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. It's like playing, it's like La Habdala, I'm going to compare it to football, but I'm saying, or, or a sport for that matter. You're going to get beaten up a little bit. So don't, don't use the excuse of, oh, I opened up to someone and they shut me down, so I'm never opening up to anyone anymore. It's a natural, natural response. They have to fight against it. But that's why I'm saying, you know, I think you're right, but that's why I'm saying. So if someone knocks you down, like Rabbi Simmons saying, you open up to someone, don't say, oh, therefore I'm not opening up. Learn from it, learn from it, and realize that, okay, I'm not opening up to that person again. Or tell the person next time. Or to, you could tell the person also. You could say, oh, well, okay, I, I, I'm not, I'll try it again another time maybe. But be very selective of who you're opening up to. And, be, and take it slow. Take it, one, take it little by little. Open up a little bit. Uh, and you feel they're good. Open up a little bit more. They're good, great. People think a lot of times that opening up is either I'm totally open up and I share my whole story of everything or I don't open up to anybody. No, you, you learn how to open up. Learning to open up slowly. You, you build a relationship, you build trust. You learn to, to hear someone and for someone to hear you. I was going Yeah, Rabbi Simmons. Yes. So you, Simmons was saying in regards to like advocating for yourself. No, he was and saying he was saying that that, that I, I go over to that person and I express myself to that person and then and then and they shut you down. But you say, oh, I want to share with you. It bothered me when I opened up. When it bothered me when you did this thing to you. Like, oh, stop being such a baby. Right? You tell your mother. Finally, you're like, okay, you know what? Every time I speak to my mother, uh, she does this and that. So I'm going to work on myself. Here we go, mom. Mom, I love you so much, and I don't want you to change, and you're perfect just the way you are, but I'm having a really tough day, and I just need you to listen to me for just a minute. Do you mind if I just share just some feeling that I had? You know, um, uh, okay, honey, I got to go. Um, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll call you later. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, or, or like, oh, stop being a baby. You're fine. You'll get over it. Like, whoa, 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 right? Okay. So, so that hurts. So I'm saying, okay, either you'll know not to open up to your mother again, or you could start trying again another time, or try other people, whatever it is. It's not. My point is. My point is. My 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 bottom line point is that is that the all or nothing. Is, is always dangerous for all of us and everything, right? It's always dangerous to be all or nothing. Either I'm opening up to everybody and I become this emotional guy who talks to everybody about everything, or I'm not opening up to anybody anymore. Huh? Correct. You, but you have to learn it. That's the key. You have to learn to open up to people. You have to learn how to open up to people. You have to learn who to open up to. You have to learn who are the people who I feel I'm able to open up to. And, and like I said, the second you find somebody who you feel is strong enough to listen to you and to validate you and to be there for you, so pursue that. Take advantage of that. Okay. Um, any other question, comments? Oh, so I just, Rabbi Simmons brought, brought us back to yesterday a little bit. Again, I just want, Yehuda, I want you to hear this, Dr. Yehuda. I want you to hear this because, because we're coming from codependency to, to power. Not that being codependent is not power, but, but, um, but, but usually somebody who is in a state like Yaakov was saying, right? we're going to have laziness, we're going to have doubt, we're going to have neediness, we're going to have um, you know, immaturity in our lives of, of who we are, um, making mistakes, all of those things that we're going to, um, you know, m- might struggle with. And it's important to also realize that I can change, um, I can change things about myself and, and to have that confidence. Let's talk a little bit about that confidence. I want to talk about a little bit about that um, before we get the, the halacha in, in, uh, in, in Lashon Hara. And the reason this is so important in relation to Lashon Hara is because um, usually people talk Lashon Hara, um, they talk to put other people down to make themselves feel good. The more confident you feel in yourself, the better you feel about yourself, the less you feel a need to put other people down. We, we naturally want to put people down when we're not feeling good about ourselves. When we learn to feel good about ourselves, when we learn to understand, to give ourselves the confidence, which I want to talk about in a second, because um, confidence is very much related to competence. Competence. Everybody knows what competence is. If someone wants to look up, look that up now. Um, competence um, is very different than confidence, uh, which we're going to talk about. You know, let's let's segue into competence, because when you feel good about yourself and you feel you could do something. And that sort of moves you forward. Someone can tell you, oh, you're awesome, you're awesome, you're great, um, you're great, you're great, you're great. But if you're not competent, you don't have ability, then, then someone can tell you you're awesome all day. But deep down, you, it's, you prove to yourself that you can't do something. And, oh, they're, tell, they're telling me I'm great, they're telling me this, but I just can't do it. They're telling me, oh, you're a big tzaddik but I keep on failing. So competence 
means to, if someone could look up, you have, you have the, look up to how the definition of competence would be good. Um, Rafi then Simcha. Yes. Nice. Exactly. Yes, yes. I was saying the two things a person gets. Yeah, yeah, Rafi. Right, exactly. Rafi's already copying. He's, he's getting it. Like this. Like this. I said that school gives a person two very powerful tools. Um, one is social. You feel normal because you're in school and you're with people with your age. And the second thing is, it builds your competence. Meaning, hopefully, your education. If you learn how to read, if you learn how to do critical thinking, if you learn how to understand your emotions, if you, I mean, that they don't do in school. I'm saying if you learn how to understand yourself, and you learn to understand who you are, what you're good at, what you're not good at, um, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, whatever it might be, that gives you competence. What, what's the definition, Mayor? The, the, the quality or state of having sufficient knowledge, judgment, skill, or strength. Right. Judgment, skill, strength, knowledge. If you don't know anything, right? People don't know. Why are people not good with Judaism a lot of times? Because they don't know a lot about it. Why are people not good with certain things? Because you don't know anything about it. Shabbos. What do you know about Shabbos? Why am I keeping Shabbos? I don't know anything about Shabbos. I don't know anything about the Gemara. I don't know anything about Chumash. I don't know anything about things. When you don't know about things and you're not skilled in understanding them, you don't think about it, you don't understand it, then you sort of tend to stay away from it. Yeah, Simcha. And then Mayor, you had something? Yeah. I was just going to say, you got to uh, like Correct. Correct. Beautiful. Perfect. I'm so happy you said that, Simcha. Right? Thank you, Simcha. I'll tell you why. I'm happy you said this because it's very key. Ego and competence are, are enemies, which means like this. Usually a person with ego doesn't have competence. It's a shell. He's sort of this image that he's hiding because deep down he does not feel competent. Again, I'm not saying the word confidence, because confidence, in my opinion, comes after competence, after you do it, right? You're not confident, right? You're not confident socially because you don't know how to have friends. So you're, you shouldn't be confident socially because you don't know how to have friends. So why would I be confident? If you're not confident in reading, or, or learning Torah, so then it makes sense that you're not confident to open up and to come to the base measures. If somebody has a learning disability, or someone has a reading problem, it makes sense that he doesn't want to go to school and to read, because you don't feel good about that. Why would I want to do something that I'm not good at? Okay, yeah, go, that's you. Um, why is it healthy for your confidence to be based on confidence? It's not that, it, why, why is it healthy? It's not so much that healthy, it's just you're, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not, um, you, you, otherwise it's, it's a, uh, why would I be confident to do something if I don't know how to do it? So it's only confidence in this one area as opposed to... Every area could have different, every area could have different levels of confidence based on your competence in an area. Now you could be competent and then be lacking confidence... 
right? And that's more of an emotional thing. You could have somebody who's good looking, you could have someone who's smart, you could have someone who's very capable and competent, but he has no confidence. Where would that come from? Validation. Well, where would usually that stem from? Exactly. Lack of someone beat you up as a kid and someone told you that you're ugly or someone told you that you're, um, that you're not good enough or someone was so critical on you that no matter what you do, it's not good enough. So you could be this, this strong guy, you could be this good looking guy, right? And you could be this everything and you look in the mirror and you feel within yourself like a, like a nobody. That comes from usually uh, major abuse, either uh, mental abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse. That's usually what could destroy a person in that. Is that accurate, Dr. Yehuda? Correct? Meaning a guy's a good-looking guy. A guy's uh, got, got it all. He's he, critical thinking. He has great abilities, but he's walking around a wreck. Why are you a wreck? Because someone hurts you so badly that you're, you can't, you don't view yourself like that. Is that? Yeah, I mean, if, 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 if anybody's feeling anything, then you about themselves and get out about it. Right. So that it's not just, uh, okay, like I accept the fact that my ears aren't, aren't even, I'm okay with that, but I have an emotional, Right, right, right. So, right, correct. But I'm saying more, right? That's a, I'm saying more that if somebody can't read, and he has trouble reading, and that gives him a lack of confidence to read, I, I, he's right. So he's got to work on learning how to read. That makes sense. But if you're or a guy who's uh, overweight and he's got pimples and he doesn't like doesn't take care of his body, he doesn't like the way he looks, and he actually doesn't look good, it makes sense for him to feel that I'm not uh, good looking or I'm not taking care of myself. But then you could have a guy who's doing all these things, and then he feels terrible inside. That would be coming probably from from something deeper because it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. That does, that that's a contradiction. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. That's like, oh, like if I, you know, like it bothers me so much, you know, and it's always the same story. It bothers me so much that my mother's doing this. It bothers me so much. It's uh, getting in the way of everything. Right. And then you kind of check in and you're like, so let's imagine tomorrow I, I wake up and my mother's totally different. So then everything's going to be fine. Right. And it's like, oh, like I'm actually still going to be upset. Right. Okay, so Right, exactly. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the example I always give is, give is someone says, oh, I'm so down. I'm so depressed. I'm so sad. Okay. What do you do all day? Um, nothing really. Uh, do you have a schedule? Not really. What time do you wake up? Whenever I want. Are you being someone who's functional in this world? No, I'm not. Makes sense that you're depressed. That makes sense that you're depressed. Then you take a guy who gets up at 7 o'clock in the morning, he's busy, he's very productive, he's doing a lot of things, doing a lot of things, capable to do things, and he's depressed, that's very different. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Mayor. Yeah. 
Well, they're both big issues. So, so, but they're like, it's like even more dangerous. Well, like right. So I don't, know, I don't know if it's even more dangerous. It's just different. Because the guy who's not doing anything all day... It makes sense. It could, be he's, it could be he's avoiding... It could be the reason he's not doing everything, anything all day is because he's avoiding what the guy who's doing everything all day who's not feeling good is feeling as well. It could be he's, he's a step behind that. Because that guy's doing it even though he's feeling that way. No, I'm saying at least, at least a guy who's being productive. Right? Someone, let, 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 let's, uh, I, I want to get the mayor. I want to get the mayor for a second, and then I want to I say, because this is a very important point. Uh, Victor, I said this to you the other day when we were talking about self-love. And I said, being productive. The first step of regulating your emotions and learning how to understand yourself is by being productive. If you are not productive, you're not even in the, the, the ring or in the stadium to even have a conversation about why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. That, 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 that's good. Let's, let's go with that. Okay. And then, Mayor, I want to hear from you. Again, everyone hear what I'm saying? If you are not a productive person, which is you sleep late, you have no schedule, you don't have to be anywhere, you don't have to do anything, you have no responsibilities, you could be on your phone as long as you want, you have no drive, inner drive, to accomplish anything. You don't have a plan. So, so you're already, you're not even in uh, Yishuv Ha'olam, we'll call it. You're not even in the category of, of having a conversation about emotions or your intellect or different things like that because you're just, you're not even, you're not even um, functioning as a human being. Once you're functioning as a human being and you're doing the, the, the normal, quote-unquote, typical things that a person is supposed to be doing, and then your emotions and your intellect or different things are not functioning well, then you can actually deal with it. You're saying because then you know it's not because of your lack of productivity? Or like, First of all, yes. What Second, makes you more aware? So, so one second, let me get to Mayor and then we'll, we'll address this. Yeah, go Mayor. Maybe I misunderstood what Rebbe said, but Mayor was talking about the example of a guy who's like, whatever, he looks good and whatever, it like, seems like he has his stuff under control, but he's really like broken inside. And right. confidence and not confidence. I was still confused as to what Rebbe was saying. No, 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 I was saying, I was saying. Like he was. Right. Right, right, no, I was saying the opposite. Saying, like, confidence leads to confidence. Right, right, so I was saying, but you could have a person who is doing all the things, and he's functioning well, but deep down, he doesn't have confidence. So that's more of a damaged emotional thing. That means there's something wrong. He is competent, but he's Exactly, that, right, that, that, that's how we switch. That's a little bit more, in a certain way, a little bit more tricky. Like, like Yosef is saying, or like we're saying, is a little bit more tricky, but at the same time, it's also more clear. It's more clear. Why? Because it means that you have an inner problem. Yeah. Meaning a guy who's not functioning at all and he's not competent, so you first have to get to the competence to even... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sense? Yeah? Yes. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, Yosef, what were you saying? I understand from a little bit of experience, I guess, that when you are more productive, so then you are able to... Attuned, I guess, a little right. bit with through emotions. Right. I'm just, I'm just wondering how those steps come into play. That that productivity equals more awareness of the, of those parts. 
I'll tell you why. Because why would a productive person begin not to be productive if it's not for the emotional part of things? Be productive, do your productivity, and deal with your emotions. The second a person taps out, he doesn't want to deal with something that he's not dealing with. The second you put the covers back over your head, which we all do, and we want to run away, we want to run away, so then I'm running away from what I have to deal with. If I have to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning, and I have to function, and I have to do something, and within that, there's an underlying anxiety, sadness, um, whatever, whatever you're going to say that's going to exist, that will force me to deal with that. Because you're going to feel it more. You're yeah, you're there. You're not, you're, not running, you're not running away from it. I'm not drinking. I'm not smoking. I'm not escaping. I'm not sleeping. Sleeping is an escape. People don't realize that. You're sleeping late. That's no different than, doing, than, than, than drinking alcohol. It's the same exact thing. Sleeping late is no different than a drug. No different at all. You're avoiding something. You don't want to deal with something. Yes. Take well, you, that would be a waste a little bit. It would be a double. You're doubling, right? You're saying drink, smoke, and sleep. Right here. Well, you could drink, smoke, and then sleep afterwards, and then you. But yes, I, yes, yes. In a certain way, yes, absolutely. And you can watch a movie while you're keep the earphones on, and somehow while you're sleeping. Right. Exactly. Yeah, go you. Firstly, yes, so I think that originally, so I wasn't understanding what I was saying, but I got things that were explaining. My question is, uh, when it comes to being functional. Yes. So, um, I guess I'm just curious kind of what that means. Like, I know for me, I've heard, I've heard the shoes is about, uh, you know, like the day's going to end, you know, you're going to come home from work, whatever it is, and, and it's like 6, 7 p.m., you know, right. still many hours, Lahoda, this, that. Right. Right. So I, I think, yeah. So so I, I guess the question would be, for I, I'm not sure who who, who we're talking about. I mean, I'm saying you're married. Can I know her with three kids? Um, you have a job. You work on yourself. You're you're a capable person giving over. Uh, being a good husband, father, therapist, etc., that's pretty functional. Yeah, exactly. So I'm saying, I, no, what, what I'm saying is that I don't, I, I'm not, I don't think we're talking about someone like, like, like I, don't, I, I think, yes, are there nuances of being higher, high, high, higher functioning? Yes. But, but, but any person who has a job, any person who gets up in the morning, any person who, you know, brushes their teeth on a daily basis, uh, flossing is, is uh, uh, I'm not a dentist, but I would say tries to floss, um, takes care of their hygiene, uh, takes care of their body odor, takes showers, um, functions as a, as a human being, eats three meals a day, it could be two meals a day, um, um, is more or less on top of their reading, they, they want to stimulate their knowledge, they go to a therapist, 
They, they speak to people about their emotions. They're basically um, functioning um, as a person. They're not daily taking drugs, drinking alcohol, watching pornography, um, daily escaping, daily escaping. Um, I would say is, is, a, is, a, is, is already on the spectrum of a healthy-ish person who can then deal with a, a deeper level. If a, if a person is not in that category at all, Yehuda, and a person is not at all, um, you know, functioning, uh, and, and wakes up at 12 o'clock every day, or, or has no specific time that they wake up, um, they're, they're watching, spending time watching YouTube, or TikToking, or, or all that stuff, or drinking consistently, or, 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 or smoking consistently, whatever they're doing, that, then, and, and they're, they don't have a purpose, um, you know, is, is dangerous. It's dangerous because it's, cause you're, not, you're not able to deal with things at that point. You're not, you're not that, that's all I'm saying. Does that, does that make sense? I think that that's at any age that you're at. It, I think it's any age, no matter what age. I mean, take a, take a 13-year-old kid, take a 10-year-old kid who doesn't go to school, who doesn't do homework, who, I mean, obviously he's not doing homework, he's not in school, um, who sleeps when he wants, eats what he wants, does what he wants. That's terrible. That's abuse. That's abuse. Take a teenager, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. A teenager who's, who's, uh, who's not doing anything is hurting, is clearly in a lot of pain. Because the natural thing for a person to do is to be productive. So if someone's not being productive, then, then that's, a, that's, a, that's a, uh, a, a very bad sign of, of where they're at. Yeah, makes sense? Binyamin? It, it, it definitely will add to it, sure. That's my question, correct. Good, right, I don't know. Great. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a circle. It's circular, it's circular. I'm depressed, so I sleep all day. I'm depressed because I sleep all day. It's an escape. I, I do drugs because I'm sad, and now I'm more sad that I do drugs. Good, but that you're right. That you're, you're, you're right, Benjamin. I'm saying, but that'll add to it. If I, if I'm angry at myself, if I, if I, how about this? Someone's abused and they're hurt. So therefore, they discover that when I, when I drink, it makes me feel good, right? Right? So they drink because it makes them feel good, correct? Because they're hurt. And they're, they're, you're a bad guy. They were told, you're a bad guy. You're bad, you're bad. I drink, oh, I feel good. They know that they're beating themselves up subconsciously for drinking. Nobody who drinks is like, is like wow, I'm proud of myself that I drink. So all I'm saying is that it, it feeds the circle of, of the pain. That's all it does. It doesn't help the pain. So I'm saying, so somebody who sleeps all day because they're depressed is now depressed that they sleep all day. So you're saying, yeah, but the reason they're sleeping all day is because they're depressed. You're right, but that just adds to the whole, to the whole thing. That's all. Well, well, go ahead. You don't think that that's true? Oh, I, 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 I
That what? That what? Someone who drinks is the, is happy that they drink. Does it add? Do you don't think it adds if someone's drinking or or, or that is going to say I don't feel good about myself that I that that this is where it brought me to this is where I'm at for sure, right? That I don't feel good about myself subconsciously. I think it's much more than subconscious. When someone does something that that hurts themselves. As to heal themselves, it still hurts them a lot that they're doing that. Okay, let's do the let's do a halacha. Anyone else? We'll wrap up. Yeah, Yisrael, go. No, I think just the fact that they're drinking again. It doesn't mean you can't take a shot and you can't this. But if you are going to the bottle and you know you're going to the bottle because you can't cope, then that you have to cope with that too. You have to have another bottle help you cope with the fact that you had a bottle to cope with. Yeah? What? Correct. Exactly. That's what I said. That's what I said. When you're in that zone, when you're in that zone, you're not even in the, you're not in the ring. Because you're just dealing, you're just drinking, you're, you're drinking. You're drinking because you drink. Or because you smoke. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Okay, beautiful. Uh, where, where are we up to? Pay, day, um, anyone know where we're up to? I had day 24. Does that make sense? Day 25. I love it. Let's keep on going, guys. Keep on going. Day 25. Here we go. I love this. This is a great halacha. Page 72, day 25. Great halacha. You can talk Lashon Hara without talking. This is a biggie. You could talk Lashon Hara without even saying a word. By smirking... Turning up one's nose, winking in a negative manner. While you're talking on the phone with your principal, you smirk to your friend in regards to the principal. Okay, I don't know if that's such a practical example. What? Right? So you're talking to someone on the phone, right? You're talking to Chaim on the phone, and then Yankel comes over as you're talking to Chaim, and you look and you say, and, and he hears it's Chaim, and you roll your eyes. Pure Lashon Hara. Pure Lashon Hara. In the midst of listening to a speech, you wink to your friend in reference to the speaker in a negative way. Pure Lashon Hara. It's incredible. The above-mentioned facial expressions are performed in a negative fashion. They fall under the category of Lashon Hara. I love it. Writing negative information. Why? Why does it reload? <laughs> That's a good question. Because it's like so hard. To, because it's like so everything's included. Because we have to be so careful. It's so because you know why? Because it's so. Why do I love it? That's a good question. I love it because it's so true. I love things that are so true. So true that you can hurt people so easily by just doing the littlest thing and then you hurt people. You hurt people. You could hurt, you could hurt relationships. You could mess up someone's perception of something just by using your eyes and rolling your eyes. To me, it's so powerful how powerful we are and how dangerous we can be if we ourselves don't heal. And we ourselves, that's why I love it, I think. Because if I'm not good with myself, then you can destroy so many people so easily, so quickly. That's why you gotta, that's why you gotta take care of yourself. Another form, and this is a biggie, especially nowadays, is writing. Another form, is, right, with us, writing. If you're in a chat, where you have hundreds of people in a chat, in one second, you could say Lashon Hara to hundreds of people. Another form of Lashon Hara can be performed without speaking. It's writing Lashon Hara. 
He's also to write an informed negative information about someone to be continued, have an incredible first day of the rest of your life. Looking forward to seeing everyone for music night. Yeah. Eight o'clock Mariv, followed by Masil Sisharim, ten minute Masil Sharam, followed by music night. Surprise performance by Nahi.